Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. How can you keep carrying on like this, especially on a day like today? Why? What is it today? Well, Aegon, today's the day when your mom and grandfather begin your usurpation of the throne. So wake up, Aegon the Unsober, because it's time for a coup. Would want to sleep through your own coup. I mean, I mean, we do call him Aegon, but still. Hey there, friends. David Lightbringer here, and look, you guys know how much I love pointing out treason. Oh, yes. The treasons spring up like weeds in King's Landing, and you guys know how much I love weed. Oh, wait, no, that's, that's not what I meant. Uh, what I meant was that, you know, you got to take a weed whacker to those treason weeds. Uh, uh, weed whacker. I said weed, weed whack. Anyways, what I meant was that uh, dirty work was afoot last week as the Hightowers tried to use Vaymond Valarion as a kind of battering ram to assault the foundations of Rhaenyra's claim. That's right, I think the failed coup kind of went under the radar this week because of all the emotion around Viserys' epic, epic throne room walk and Damon's shocking beheading of Vaymond Valarion, and people may also have had their attention drawn to the volcano-sized holes that we saw in poor Viserys' face at dinner after he took off his Phantom of the Opera mask. But yeah, what we saw on screen was just what Rainey's predicted the day before when she said, But tomorrow the high towers land their first blow. They force you to your knees. She means landing the first blow in the war that everyone with eyes to see has seen coming. And sorry, King Viserys, uh, because Rhaenys knows that the Hightowers mean to start their coup with this gambit with Vaemon's claim to Driftmark. Now, speaking of Viserys, the green coup attempt was, of course, foiled by his dramatic appearance in the throne room. Foiled by the House of the Dragon raising their head and saying, Nuh-uh, not this time, not just yet. Even still, it's very important to realize that had Viserys not shown up, the High Towers really were planning to name Vaemond Valarion as the next Lord of the Tides. In this, the High Towers are using Vaemond to say the thing publicly that they don't want to be the ones to say, as it would, of course, be far less credible for the High Towers to bring the complaint against Rhaenyra and then also adjudicate the complaint. That that wouldn't pass the smell test, as they say. Instead, they clearly conspired with Vaymond beforehand to have him press his claim to Driftmark as a kind of Trojan horse to get the question of the father of Rhaenyra's children into open court, as it were. And again, without the High Towers direct fingerprints on it. The High Towers could then rule in favor of Vaymond based on his claim to being Corlys's next closest kin, which in turn would mean that the crown would now be viewing Rhaenyra's children as other than true-born. As we've gone over a few times, if Rhaenyra's kids are officially declared to be bastards, quote-unquote, then Jaceres, of course, cannot inherit the Iron Throne. And even worse, Rhaenyra is guilty of high treason. 
I imagine the plan would then be for the High Septon slash the faith as a whole to follow up the ruling in favor of Vaymond by bringing forward a formal accusation against Rhaenyra. Much as the High Septon accused Marjorie and Cersei of fornication and infidelity, and Cersei of treason in A Feast for Crows. Otto might rule on this himself, or he might allow the faith to judge, or he might convene a council of friendly high lords. Any variety of quasi-legal processes could be whipped up between the high towers and the faith, with the support of their allies. At the end of it, Rhaenyra's claim would surely be dismissed, and she'd likely be attainted of treason as well. Perhaps they'd offer to pardon her in exchange for her not fighting for the throne, or perhaps they'd go so far as to mount an attack on Dragonstone, led by Aemond riding Vagar, although that'd be pretty risky. The other two green dragon riders are their king and queen, Aegon with Sunfire and Helena with Dreamfire, and they'd certainly be reluctant to engage them and risk their lives in battle. So any way you slice it, you can see that Vaymond bringing his claim before the Hightower babysat Iron Throne was a coordinated move that was specifically intended to set off the chain of events that would end in a coup and the usurpation of Rhaenyra's right to the throne. That is what Alicent meant when she said, especially on a day like today. She didn't just mean we have to appear in court today or Rhaenyra is here today, but rather today's the day we put our plan into action. That's also what Otto and Alicent are talking about while they're meeting with Vaymond before the hearing, which is of course totally on the up and up, Otto says, Hold your nerve, my queen. What we do, we do for the good of the realm. And Alicent responds, I must confess a certain uneasiness now this is at hand. The this in that sentence is their plan with Vaymond, and Alicent is nervous not only about the fact that Corlys Velaryon might survive his wounds and come back to rage at the crown for changing who his named heir is, but also because she understands that there may be no turning back from war after this day. You can also tell that Aemond One-Eye knows what's going on ahead of time by the smile that he cracks when he sees Vaymond entering the Red Keep, accompanied by Hightower guards. Aemond is smiling because he knows what the plan is, and if Aemond knows, then so does Aegon. And so again, when Alicent says, On today of all days, she means... Today is coup d'etat day. Now, if only Alicent could get her more worthy candidate for the throne out of bed, or to behave like anything close to an honorable candidate for the throne. All right. Now, while we're talking about Aemond One-Eye, and boy, hasn't he grown up, let us briefly guffaw together over Aemond's reaction to Daemon beheading Vaemond Valarion. He briefly assumes a fighting stance, thinking perhaps more violence was breaking out. But then you can see an almost rapturous look of admiration take over his face as he takes in the awesome and sudden violence of Daemon Targaryen. Even funnier is Daemon's smiles and chuckles as he faces off against Aemond after dinner. And funnier still is this sort of head-rolly, laughing jaw thing that Damon does when Alicent mentions Vaymond's death in her dinner prayer. Once again, we see that Matt Smith doesn't even need any dialogue to be very effective. Now, as we all know, Team Green has been planning to seize power in some form for years. This was clearly Otto's plan when he encouraged his daughter to buddy up to King Viserys, shall we say? And it was exactly what Hobart Hightower meant when he told his younger brother, Otto, to hurry up and get Viserys to name Alicent's Aegon the heir instead of Rhaenyra. Then in episode six, after the nine-year nine time jump and after Rhaenyra has had three kids who are 
Pretty obviously not Lenor's. We see that Alicent is now fully on board with the plans of her father and uncle as she tells Aegon that he will be king when Viserys dies. And she actually goes further. She tells him that everyone knows he will be king. So she's presenting this not only as a plan, but as an inevitability and a reality that he simply must accept and embrace. Now, we assumed at the time that Alicent would probably be preaching that same message to the other kids as well. And we found out that that was true in the next episode at Lena's funeral on Driftmark when Aemond referred to Helena as Aegon's future queen. The faith and certainty with which Aemond said it kind of says it all. Aemond has fully internalized Alicent's message and knows that he's basically growing up to fight in a war against Rhaenyra and her allies and children. That's why he claimed Vagar and then stared at Rhaenyra while he announced that he had done so in front of the royal court. So as you can see, it's been about 20 years or more leading up to this coup d'etat day. That's Doran Martell-level patience, particularly on the part of Otto, which is why he's able to gracefully nod his head and accept defeat when King Viserys says, I will sit the throne today. Otto isn't about to just give up the game and knows when he's beat, so he'll simply bide his time a bit longer and wait for another opportunity to strike. After all, it was pretty clear at that point that Viserys didn't have long to live, so Otto wasn't even expecting to have to wait very long. On the other hand, and standing in stark contrast to Otto's patience, we have Vaymond Valarion's wrath and impatience. When it became clear that Vaymond had lost after Viserys had ruled in favor of Luke and Rhaenyra, Vaymond chose to go out in a blaze of righteous truth-telling, or you might even say self-righteous truth-telling, instead of just waiting for the high towers to be ascendant. This really was foolish, and perhaps if Vaymond had calmed down for a second, he would have realized that basically all he had to do was chill and bide his time along with the high towers. He knows at this point that the high towers will find a way to take power when Viserys dies, that's pretty obvious, and he should know that when that happens, Luke's claim to Driftmark will automatically be invalid and he'll basically be in line to be the next Lord of the Tides. He also knows that the high towers will be seeking allies anyway, so yeah, all he had to do was just chill and remain their ally and he probably would have come out as the Lord of Driftmark, and <laughs> with all of his head intact, when and if the High Towers can wake Aegon up and put him on the throne. So let's be clear about one thing here. Vaymond was beheaded for defying the king. That's why that happened. And even though he is, of course, correct that Rhaenyra's children are not true-born, it is nevertheless not legal to defy the king's commands, and anyone doing so, especially right to the king's face, is effectively signing their own death warrant, or their own tear-out-my-tongue warrant, or whatever the king decides. Everyone heard Viserys' decree on Driftmark that anyone questioning the legitimacy of Rhaenyra's children should have their tongue torn out. And when Vaymond took that long pause before calling Rhaenyra's kids bastards in front of the king, after having been warned again by the king to remember his place, he absolutely knew exactly what he was doing. Choosing to go out in a blaze of glory, so to speak, or maybe that's a blaze of gory. All right. Now, I don't mean to say that we can't sympathize with Vaymond. Far from it. He is a very sympathetic character, especially when he speaks of not wanting Driftmark to pass out of the hands of the ancient Valarion bloodline, which, as he says, goes back to Valeria before the Doom, as House Targaryen does. 
We can understand where he's coming from, and his concern is valid. It's essentially an unintended consequence of Lenor and Rhaenyra not being able to or choosing not to have their own children, however you want to say that. Now, the thing is, Vaemon's self-interest is also clearly at work, and that's fully exposed when he continues to protest the king's decision, even after hearing that Lucerys is now betrothed to Lena Valarion's daughter, Reyna Targaryen. Reyna, of certified Valarion blood, would then take Luke's Valarion last name, and their children would in turn be Valarion in both blood and name. That's not good enough for Vaemon, though, and thus we conclude that for him, it turns out to be less about keeping Driftmark in Valarion hands, and more about getting it into his own hands. He's also developed quite the emotional grudge about this issue, which we saw plainly in the barbs that he threw at Rhaenyra's children during Lena's funeral speech. And Vaemon simply can't let go of that emotion after Viserys rules for Luke and the betrothal between Luke and Rhaena is announced. As always, we also have to apply the best interests of the realm test to Vaemond and find him guilty of trying to play the Game of Thrones in such a way as to make war more likely, and thus the suffering of the people more likely. Even though he is right about Rhaenyra's kids, as we said, Vaemond knows very well that pressing his claim will enable the High Towers to stage a coup and seize power, and that this may well provoke war. Corlys isn't even dead and may recover, but Vaemond is pressing the claim now precisely because Viserys is seemingly too sick to make decisions, but hasn't yet died and yielded the throne to Rhaenyra, which makes this the very small window of time that the Hightowers are effectively in charge. Vaemond is stepping up to help the Hightowers pull this crap because he wants Driftmark for himself. The realm be damned. At least that's, that's how I see it, but let me know if you disagree. Politely, of course. Now, as we said, and in the interest of fairness, Vaemond is basically pointing at the emperor who wears no clothes and saying, he wears no clothes. So even though he's self-interested and willing to plunge the realm into war for those interests, we do also have to blame, of course, Viserys and Rhaenyra for creating this emperor who wears no clothes situation in the first place. I don't want to belabor the point because we've already gone over this several times, but we have already established that Rhaenyra isn't putting the realm first by having her children with Harwin. Not only because that's technically breaking the law, but more importantly because that undermines her own claim by making it appear that she doesn't really feel the need to follow the law. And that, in turn, makes it more likely that her claim will be challenged and war will follow. It was already a possibility that her claim would be challenged since she's trying to be the first ruling High Queen of Westeros, which, of course, Rhaenys told her back when she was 14. So Rhaenyra really should be doing everything that she can to build support for her claim. But instead, she's had these three kids with Harwin, who simply cannot pass for Laenors, and as a result, Rhaenyra felt forced to leave King's Landing and the seat of power for the safety of Dragonstone. However, had she been present in King's Landing, she could have done something to mitigate the gradual Hightower power grab that's been happening over the last six years, and probably prevented a scheme like the one the Hightower sprang with Vaemond from ever taking root. Certainly, she could have spoken to her father, the king, about some of this before he was so far gone. So a couple more thoughts about the attempted coup. I think all of this is important to consider in light of the last scene of the episode where Alicent is misunderstanding Viserys' 
poppy-addled last words about Aegon's prophecy, which were, of course, meant for Rhaenyra as a kind of vote of confidence for her as she takes the throne. It's definitely a tragic misunderstanding, but there is some concern that this is some kind of whitewashing of Alicent, like, oh no, now she thinks she's justified in taking the throne from Rhaenyra, because she thinks Viserys told her to make her son king. And I do get that, I understand it. So I watched the scene several times, and in my opinion, the only way that Alicent can infer that from what Viserys is saying is if she basically wants to. It's a willful deception at best, is what I'm saying, though we really will have to wait for next week's episode so we can see how this factors into Alicent's rationale. But even more than that, I've just shown you that A, the High Towers have been planning to take power somehow, some way, for over two decades. B, that Alicent in particular has raised her children to expect that Rhaenyra's claim will somehow be set aside. And C, that the High Towers did in fact just attempt to set in motion a sequence of events which would lead to Rhaenyra's claim being challenged and dismissed, and Alicent's Aegon being crowned. So whatever happens next week in the wake of Viserys' death, and no one expects the Hightowers to just start planning Rhaenyra's coronation, I hope, there should be no doubt about the motivations of Alicent and Team Green. If they attempt to seize power again, as they did in Episode 8, it will be because they want to, and because they think they can, and because they've always been planning to do so, especially since Aegon's birth. Final thought on the coup, uh, it was good to see the House of the Dragon wake from its slumber to defend its throne, right? It wasn't just Viserys' heroic ascent of the throne, but also his brother Daemon stepping in to finally, finally be his brother's strong right arm. It's all he ever wanted, you guys. And even Cousin Rhaenys, who steps up in the pivotal moment to emphatically back Lucerys and Rhaenyra. And also her husband Corlys, who clearly wanted Driftmark to pass to Luke. Now, it's very clear in this episode that Rhaenys has no illusions and even less sentimentality, or at least an inclination to make decisions based on sentimentality. So we should understand that Rhaenys is choosing to back Rhaenyra in the throne room, and not before, because Viserys came down and ruined the High Towers plan, which completely changed the political calculus. The High Towers thought they had caught the dragon weak and slumbering, but it only takes one or two moves by a dragon to completely change the game. Viserys speaks, Daemon acts, and Vaemon's head, or about three quarters of it, is lying on the floor. And as quick as that, the coup is snuffed out. All right, so I've got one bonus round observation for you because I love you. Check this out. Why does Helena cover her ears so aggressively and for so long when Vaymond is beheaded? The camera cuts to Helena multiple times to show us that she's literally jamming her fingers in her ears long after the killing. So we have to wonder, what kind of ungodly sound from the nether realm is this poor girl hearing? Perhaps we'll get a reference to whatever she experienced in a future episode, but... I was even more curious about this than her Beware the Beasts Beneath the Vords line, which, by the way, I think must refer to the rats that we've seen scurrying around the walls and beneath the floorboards, with the rats, of course, symbolizing the chaos sowers, rumor mongers, and bloodsuckers who lurk in the walls and corridors of the Red Keep. Now, if you know what the Blood and Cheese event is about, well, that's another sneaking around behind the walls thing, so that may be being foreshadowed here as well. But this covering of the ears thing, it's easy to miss, but I feel like we're supposed to think of Helena as hearing something that no one else can. 
Perhaps some sort of psychic scream from Veyman's spirit as he's dying. Or perhaps the spirit world itself crying out as one more act leading to war occurs. Or perhaps it's something like the magical sounding keening that we hear coming off Viserys' prophecy of ice and fire knife right after the misunderstanding over the prophecy on Viserys' deathbed. Yeah, check that out. That's pretty pretty weird sound, isn't it? It's almost like a talisman that's been activated. Oh no, the prophecy or curse of ice and fire has made more mischief. Anyway, let me know in the comments what you think is going on with Helena here, and I'll see you very soon with another House of the Dragon video. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.